0: Welcome back to Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast. We are in week six, reading into Holy Week. And traditionally, Holy Week is made up of two liturgical readings one set of readings for the Liturgy of the Palms, which is Palm Sunday, and then the Liturgy of the Passion. And so, Holy Week is really a bizarre juxtaposition of two very different experiences. So, in honor of that, we are going to break up Holy Week into two episodes. The first episode will focus on the Liturgy of the Palms, and the second, Holy Week episode will focus on the Liturgy of the Passion. So let's listen together to the Gospel reading and the psalm for the Liturgy of the Palms.
1: The Lectionary Readings for the Sixth Sunday in Lent. Liturgy of the Palms. Psalm 118 verses 1 to 2 and 19 to 29. O give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, His steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and He has given us light bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar you are my god and i will give thanks to you you are my god i will extol you O oh, give thanks to the lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever luke 19 verses 28 to 40. after he had said this he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say this, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed, and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out.
0: Well, I mentioned earlier, Holy Week is this bizarre juxtaposition of two kinds of passion. In the early part of the week, we witnessed the passion of a hyped-up crowd screaming their affirmation that Jesus is King as He rides humbly into Jerusalem on a borrowed donkey. But later in the week, then, we witness Jesus' own passion, his own suffering, as he walks resolutely into the final stages of God's plan for our redemption. So this is a very full Sunday, uh, reading into Holy Week. Many churches that worship liturgically and who follow the lectionary live both of these passions on the sixth Sunday of Lent. In fact, they might start outside their church building, and everyone has a palm, and they march in together, sort of reenacting the event of Palm Sunday when Jesus comes into Jerusalem on the donkey. And then after this processional with the palm branches, then they read the Liturgy of the Passion in its entirety later on in the service. And I'll never forget one of the most poignant and provocative church services I've ever been in was a church service where the whole congregation participated first, in the Liturgy of the Palm Sunday by coming in with their palms and shouting out the verses of the psalm, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, and then settling in to a very different and very serious uh, reading when everyone takes part in the reading of the Liturgy of the Passion, which actually moves through Jesus' um, betrayal and then uh, his uh, trial and then his Uh, persecution and his crucifixion. And so to move in one church service from uh, this wildly positive processional into this very dangerous and um, horrific and violent experience is really quite a movement, let me tell you. So this week, we want to pay attention to Palm Sunday because Palm Sunday is really its own thing. In my mind, it always puts me in touch with contradiction contradiction within human nature and in my own nature, to be honest, fickleness within human nature and in my own nature. And the fact is that the very people who are participating in this ticker tape parade shouting, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, these are the very same people who are yelling, crucify him, crucify him, just a few days later. And this just stops me up short. In fact, it actually slays me because um, I resemble that, I have to say. I can see that kind of dynamic in my self, where I am so excited on one day to follow Jesus, and I'm honoring Jesus as my Lord and King, and then on other days I am, in subtle ways, betraying him. And the liturgy of the Palm, this, um, this whole experience of Palm Sunday, causes me to wonder, do any of us really know ourselves? Do any of us really know what's in our own hearts? Are we really capable of loyalty and friendship? Are we really capable of staying the course? Are we really capable of knowing our own hearts, or are we, too, people that can just change our minds and our hearts so quickly? I wonder how many of us are capable of knowing our own truth, You know, knowing who Jesus is in our lives, knowing him as Lord in our lives, really standing there amid whatever peer pressure is ours, really being able to stand there amid the threat to our own place and community. How do such wild swings in loyalty and faith and followership actually happen? On Palm Sunday, I give myself space to wonder that about myself. Um, Where in my life am I fickle? Where, Where are the contradictions in my own life? Where do I claim Jesus as Lord and yet a few days later act in a way that's completely different? So that's one set of questions for Palm Sunday. The other set of questions for me has to do with what I see in Jesus' nature on this day as a leader, and I'm speaking to leaders now again, um, that what I notice in Jesus is that he does not get caught up in the hype. He is not swayed at all by what's going on around him. In fact, I don't even think he trusts it. He knows what everybody else doesn't know, and that is that these people's adulation their certainty about who he is their willingness to make him a celebrity that it's actually very short-lived he knows not to trust it he knows not to trust the hype or to trust the people involved as it says earlier in scripture in in john 2 It's so clear when Jesus says, or actually the scriptures say about him, that Jesus did not trust himself to them because he knows all people and he knew what was in everyone. And so Jesus was, I think, extremely intuitive and um, extremely insightful about what goes on in the hearts of people. And he knew when to trust and when not to trust. So he's not trusting this situation at all. He knows this isn't the deep truth, uh, that the deep truth is still coming. And so I always experience Palm Sunday as a time to acknowledge and really own and confess even my own contradictions. Um, As we move from the pomp and circumstance of Palm Sunday into the deeper and truer realities of Jesus' suffering during Holy Week, where what is really in people's hearts is exposed throughout the whole week, with a little bit of fear and trepidation, I ask, where am I in this story? Who am I in this story of all that happens, starting now on Palm Sunday and throughout the next seven days? Who am I and where am I? And what does Jesus want to teach me? What does Jesus want to say to me uh, during this time? So hopefully I am one of the disciples, but the disciples are often missing the point. So that's always really interesting. They have no clue what's really happening here. Um, They don't realize that the hype that they're experiencing will be very short-lived and that they're on their way to seeing their friend suffer. Die. I wonder in Jesus' comments about longing for peace but not knowing what will make for peace. And Jesus is so moved by the fact that people are so clueless about peace that even though we say we want it, um, and even though we might have a sense that we're in the midst of something important that we really don't know what makes for peace. And oftentimes, we're not even bringing peace in our own lives. Even as we long for peace in the world, we're not making peace, deep peace, in our own lives. And then, of course, after Jesus weeps over the true state of Jerusalem, so while everybody else is all excited about what's happening, Jesus is weeping because he knows what they don't know. He knows that the kind of peace that they're longing for is not coming because they don't know what things make for peace and that there's going to be real suffering first before peace can come. And then um, right then and there, rather than allowing this uh, processional to go on, this parade, this celebration, Jesus actually ruins everything <laughs> by cleaning out the temple. It's almost like he's drawing the controversy to himself. He's almost It's almost like he's saying, you know what, this is just not real. Let me show you who I really am. Let me show you the real nature of my righteousness. Let me show you the strength of my passion, and then see if you want to make me a celebrity. Then see if you want to follow me, and if you want to bow down to me. And of course, the truth is that his willingness to fully be himself in the cleansing of the temple, then draws all sorts of hatred and threat. And I think perhaps the Pharisees would have liked the day to have ended without so much violence because they're telling the disciples to get Jesus to stop doing all this. But Jesus goes right on. Um, He continues to teach in the temple. He continues to draw controversy to himself because he knows uh, that his real call is to move into the death and the suffering and the burial before resurrection will come. So Palm Sunday, I think, is a a very important day for us as serious Christians because we can all find ourselves on the side of that road, I think. Um, First of all, cheering for Jesus, recognizing Jesus as Lord, believing that it's real, believing that we really are worshiping. But then only a few days later, we're betraying and we're denying, either in subtle ways or overt ways. And so the right prayer at the beginning of this Holy Week, I think, is for us to realize that there's a challenge coming, that it's a lot easier to walk with Jesus when things are going well. Palm Sunday is a really easy day to be a disciple. Palm Sunday is a really easy day to be a Christian. But the question is, who are we going to be when the going gets tougher? Who are we going to be during the darkest moments of betrayal and violence and pain and struggle and death? Um, And so even now, as we find ourselves caught up in the passion of Palm Sunday, when the passions are good and the passions are high and people are recognizing Jesus for who he is, or so it seems, we know that something else is coming, something a little bit more ominous. And we pray together that Jesus would help us to be faithful, to walk with him, to learn from him, how to be like him both in the triumph of Palm Sunday, but also in the greater challenges that are ahead. So let's pray together as we enter this Holy Week, as we experience the triumph of Palm Sunday, but know that we're facing into a more challenging journey. Let's pray together um, that God will help us to notice our own contradictions. Where are the places where I claim Jesus as my Lord very easily and where are the places where I betray? Where are the places where I fail to follow, where I fail to be true to Jesus as my Lord? Where are the places where I am fickle? Where on some days I say, yes, walking with Jesus is the most important aspect of my life and I'm gonna follow him no matter what. And then there are other days when the simple um, the simple desires of our more human selves actually derail us completely. Let's pray that that God would show us who we really are and where we are in the story of Holy Week. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen.
1: Thank you so much for your support of the Transforming Center and this podcast. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review the podcast in iTunes or wherever you listen.